0: How do they feel about some schmuck off the street coming in and judging it? That's Captain Schmuck to you.
1: Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Welcome everybody to episode what is it, 180? One, no, <laughs> one, uh one, try 130. 130, one thirty. 130. Episode 130 of the RC round to hey I'm I'm uh, being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Okay, now that I botched the intro, let's introduce the uh three amigos here. Uh I'm Fitz Walker. Joining me, of course, is Terry Dunn. Huh!
0: How does that go? The intro for the three amigos?
1: We are the three amigos. And they cross, k- cross, cross, yeah. Cross, yeah. cross, cross, hip, hip. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. Thrust, yeah.
2: I, I'm not going to be doing any of the hip thrusts.
1: <laughs> or the crossing your arms either. I'm more of an oh. El Guapo type myself. Would you say that I have a plethora of presents? <laughs> Kiss me on the veranda. And that sarcastic SOB is Lee Ray. Hey everyone. AKA The Judge. What?
2: Oh The Judge. Th- th- from from the uh model, what was it called? Model Mayhem?
0: Oh right.
2: Model have we talked about that? Mania, Mayhem.
1: <laughs> we have not. I Lee got uh baptized into the world of plastic models. And yeah. also got Recruited, and also or, had my wallet uh, emptied by the world of plastic <laughs> models. <laughs> he was—I uh, i will go right into it. He would. So there was a plastic model uh, event the, last week. I think it was last week. No, oh, two weeks ago. Sometime be- before now. Uh so this is a annual, huge uh, for—it's one of the largest in Texas, a plastic model show. So it's a place where you go. You can buy, sell plastic models, and they have a huge display room where they people bring in their models for display and they're also judged and you get the appropriate prices for how good your model is and uh Lee expressed interest in going and, and said sure come right along And mm-hmm. so we when he got there we properly conscripted him to help judge some of the models Uh so that's why
2: I like we, this uh, one it's pretty <laughs> I, I like that color gray in this one these wheels well, look kind of round <laughs>
1: <laughs> got them fancy airplanes well, I've gone a bunch of times, so it's always interesting to hear somebody who's maybe never gone before. So, Lee, you you tell me what you thought about the event. What's your first impressions of it?
2: I will tell you what I said to you when you showed up. I got there before you. <laughs> I,
1: yes, you did.
2: I, I've heard you talk about this event, and I mentioned the reason I wanted to go is that uh, several years ago you posted a video on your Hobby View channel with all the photos you took. And I was so impressed with the variety of models. And it was a long video. You had, you know, lots of pictures in there. So, you know, you had to have a cup of coffee before you started watching that video. <laughs> and, you know, you'd sit there and you'd pause because you'd look at stuff. But anyway, it was really neat. And you mentioned it was happening. So I joined you. And what surprised me, being a, a, a never attending the show, is that it was a huge vendor s- uh, sale as well. I, I, I had no idea there would be so many companies trying to sell, or individuals too, selling models there. And wow, it was amazing. And yes, I, I did buy some stuff because I was like, wow, I think my, my kids might like that and I might like that. And in fact, uh, the good news is, uh, Vince and I both won a couple of little door prizes too. So,
0: Cool. Oh yeah, Well, yeah. help calibrate me. When I was a kid, I built mostly 148 scale World War II stuff. And from what I remember, the kits back then cost anywhere from... I don't know, 7 to $15. What would that stuff go for today?
1: Uh, Monogram. In, in some cases, times 10. But, well, monograms are not that expensive. You can, well
0: Yeah, like you can off the it. shelf in a hobby shop. Nothing
1: yeah, uh, oh 20, 30 bucks, maybe. Okay. so Maybe no. a little cheaper, depending on which one it is. Well, I'll tell you, the first uh,
2: model I bought, which I thought was unique because I had never seen one, was a plastic model of a P38 that was in the Glacier Girl. Scheme, and oh. I'd seen all types of other generic type P three but not one in a modern glacier Grill. So I picked that up for twenty bucks.
0: What scale is it?
2: Gosh, I don't know. Forty eighth. One. Oh, that's big, though. Yeah, it was a big box. I was I was carrying it okay. around for a while, and then I said, "Hey, Fitz, could you put this in your car?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to be careful <laughs> in
1: Houston with that. Oh, it, it was it was cool. It was nice. Okay. The temperature was nice. We had unusually cool weather, relatively speaking. So. Uh, So, but that's a good question, Terry. You actually touched on something that that how the model, plastic model has companies and products have evolved since you were a kid. You and I were kids. And and while you still can get a few snap togethers and and older, inexpensive stuff, a lot of the newer stuff is actually fairly pricey. Um, But it's also the quality and the detail is also way higher as well, Uh, especially for a lot of brands that come out of, uh, some of the Japanese company, uh, Chinese, uh, even some of the Russian ones. Um, and, and the British, the um, uh, Airfix has really improved their game. So there's a lot of good stuff that the, the quality and detail and precision is much better. You get stuff that has extra parts like photo etch parts and resin parts. and uh, You can really super detail with a lot of extra stuff. Um, I just was at a club meeting and the guy is building uh, a tank and the kit. Is maybe $30, $40, bucks, but he bought aftermarket tank treads that are all metal, individual length, and he says they cost just as much as the kit. Wow. So you double the price of the kit just adding more realistic tank treads, but they're beautiful. Uh, so your prices, you know, you can get buy kits for 100 bucks of certain things. There's one company out of Japan, I actually I first saw them at um, a big show a couple of years ago. It's a company called Mori, I believe. And these are fairly large scale, 48, 30 second scale. And the it's amazing. It's basically like building the plane, just like you build a rear one. There's there's a frame, there's ribs, there's stuff that you you can build it as a sort of a carcass or you can cover it all up. It's just amazing detail. And yes, you're gonna pay a couple hundred bucks for a one thirty second scale plastic model kit. Uh same thing for the guy, um the guy he made the um the movies for lord of the rings okay i forgot his name peter jackson peter jackson had some sort of investment in a plastic model company called wingnut wings yeah yeah and they were known for making really really good world war 1 scale models uh and they were not cheap they were beautiful they were big uh but pretty expensive well, unfortunately i think they just closed up shop i think they just i guess maybe the market just wasn't enough for them uh, but they you see them at the show it's just a marvel uh, so I think the the industry's gotten more adult oriented in many ways uh, hmm. maybe because that 's where the market is a lot of kids from what i've been told just not really interested in building models so much anymore kids these days with their video games yeah their Nintendo and Atari but uh there was uh, I was told about seven hundred and twenty or so models showed up from about a hundred and something uh, to participants. To compete. To compete, yes, on tables.
0: All right, well, here's my question. So, obviously, the people are serious about this stuff. They put a lot of money and time into it. How do they feel about some schmuck off the street coming in and judging it?
1: Well, I mean, they are usually not they fighting words. <laughs> they have no to <laughs> well, I would
2: classify myself the same That's way. That's Captain Schmuck to you.
1: <laughs> okay, so... 90% of the people judging are model builders and have judged before. Uh, there were so many models that sometimes they will recruit people to help out, but they're not doing it by themselves. We do, we are, judges are in groups of three. So we got some schmuck that says, man, I like the wings on that, uh, Ford, uh, F one fifty truck, and you're like, wait, no, that's not a, wait, no, <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, you know, the, the Japanese F fourteen was really nice, they, no, no, no. Right. so um, there is some control. There's, there, they, we have to vote on models, so um, there's not one person that can just say, hey, I, I like this plane because I like it. I don't care if you can see the glue stains yeah. and the wings mm-hmm. are, are droopy. This, this schmuck's right. control
2: was called fits. <laughs> way. <laughs> you had, me so by he the had to vouch for him no I mean so- in, all, in all truth being truthful Fitz you know it was a collaboration three judges two with experience one who has built models and listened to the judges tell them this is what you should be looking for and we split up we looked at all the models we all came back and said okay which ones did you see problems with which ones you know did you like and then I thought we did a really good job narrowing it down to the three choices
1: yeah, yeah, Lee has it exactly. Oh Lee yeah, I, I,
0: me knowingly, I would choose him as a judge for that because I would trust his opinion on things. I know he's knowledgeable about airplanes and what to look for, but nobody else knew that about him. So I was just a little bit surprised when he told me he had been asked to be a judge.
1: Well, so. I, I vouch for him, and like I said, there's some quality control going on with the judges. So there's three of okay. us. We, 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 there's more than three judges. There's, there's a bunch of there may be several dozen judges, and we get split up and we each get assigned several, a category or two, or one category and a bunch of subcategories. So Lee and I and one other person were in a group, and we did aircraft, which is... Actually, Lee, you're kind of lucky we got aircraft, because usually that gets filled up pretty quickly.
2: Well, you didn't see me uh, pay the guy 50 bucks, right? So, you know, I'm one <laughs> aircraft judging. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought you got to fight, and we end up with some weird thing, like here's the, the figures by 12-year-olds or something. Uh, but... Uh, but aircraft was pretty big, so they needed a lot of help with that. And so they they'll break up aircraft until like World War One and World War Two and multi-engine and single-engine and and, and you know modern and, and pre-war and civilian and military all kinds of different categories. So. Uh, and there's some key things and actually a good way to learn how to build better models is to be a judge because then you know what they're looking for because i had misconceptions before i ever did any judging about what judges might be looking for and i wonder why i'd win sometimes and sometimes i wouldn't when i thought i had a good model Uh, but there's 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 nuances to it and some things are not quite intuitive when you until you really do it and you realize oh yeah that's you know something i need to pay attention to when i'm building the model Huh. Uh and, and, and give Lee some credit. I mean he's an airplane geek, so I mean he's uh he's he's got a good eye for stuff and and um uh, I think for, except for very rare cases we were usually all in pre, we were all in good agreement on what should win like the the the, the best in the category.
2: Yeah, I think we we're, huh. we're pretty all on the same page for first place. It was second and third that was it was difficult.
1: Yeah, and that's not unusual. A lot of times it's a knockdown drag out fight relatively speaking to to get some of the you know who's second you know you gotta you gotta really start nitpicking usually it's easy to find the first the the best one or the two best ones and then you get the other ones that all have some faults and you gotta decide well which fault is worse than another fault and that kind of stuff so gotcha uh,
2: well i want to i want to interject here for our listeners and thank you for <laughs> staying with us this long on Plastic Models, you know, RC Roundtable's new venture. But if you guys <laughs> tuned in to our last live show that we did on May 5th, and it's on YouTube and probably still up on Facebook, you know, when we were having technical problems with Fitz, he went to his, his other safe place, his hobby room, his <laughs> plastic model room. And I can tell you guys, I've seen this room and it is a passion of Fitz. He loves plastic models. And I want to go ahead and thank you again. Uh, one time I mentioned, you know, Ryan wanted to get into plastic models and you kindly sent him a little Japanese zero to build. And he had a grand old time doing that. So it's nice that you're still doing that. And for those of you who are into the big stuff or you like RC stuff, man, go back and visit plastic models. Cause you know, now that Ryan's doing it and he's having a good time, I'm getting back into it. It's, It's kind of cool, you know, and and going to that event, thanks so much for inviting me, Fitz, because I really, really had a good time.
1: No problem. Glad you can come. Did Uh, you say
0: that Ryan is your son? For anyone who doesn't know, Ryan Ryan is is my son. son. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: I had a couple thoughts. One, um, there's going to be what they call the Nationals, IPMS Nationals, International Plastic Model Society, and that's basically like the show we went to times... 10 or something like that. The mega uh, and that's show. That's going to be, it's huge. And it rotates around in different states and it's going to come to Texas in a couple of years, 2023. It was supposed to be last year, but of course, you know what? Shut that down. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be back. I think it was San Antonio. Gonna oh, be it's gonna be. Well,
0: that's, that's a reasonable drive.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's a day tripable. So, uh, so might want to consider coming to that lead. That's the, the nationals are the best of the best. You take, for example, you take all the first place winners we saw at Model Mania, and they might get third place at the Nationals. Maybe.
0: So you said IPMA is International Model, or what is it?
1: IPMS,
0: IP- I think.
1: International Plastic Model Society. Yeah. IPMS. So it's international. Does that mean there's a world's competition as well? You know, I don't know. I think they just have different branches overseas. I don't know. Like, like baseball,
0: a- where they call it the World Series, but. Here,
1: yeah, here it, it is. It's still Testers within the country.
0: 14 <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to assume models.
1: we're better than the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, I think that we'll have people from, like, from Mexico and maybe Canada come in, but... Uh. Oh, cool. Uh, also, you know, there is a relationship between plastic models and RC models. There's been several times I've bought a plastic model just for the decal sheet so that I could scan it, send it to a place like Cali Graphics, and have her print out vinyl... Uh, decals for one of my RC models.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you know, talking with Chris Wolf, who does scale competition, and Brett Becker might have mentioned this as well. But they'll use um, plastic models to help contour the RC models. They're good references for the
1: yeah the shapes. They're very funny. You mention that because I was talking to our buddy Chris Wolf, and I, I can't tell you what it is, but he was going to do something with a model, uh, with an RC model. I said, Well, oh, I have a plastic model of that. And he goes, yeah, I just ordered it, too. <laughs> that he's going to use for reference. <laughs> well, maybe
2: that'll be our giveaway. Fitz, look in your shelf. Pick a plastic model and give it. Let's do a plastic <laughs> model giveaway. Come on, Fitz. You can do it.
1: Yeah, I can do that. I could, I could grab something.
2: All right. Well, then think about that towards the end of the show. Let's
1: I could see pick. in the herd a little bit. All right. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I thought we would mention that real quick. Uh, I know, Terry, you had not really real anything quick. about it. So. <laughs> yeah, not <Real> quick. I thought we were. That's as quick as we get. <laughs> All but, right, what's next on the plate?
0: I don't know. Let's talk about airplanes that do something.
1: Hey. By the way, <laughs> animatronics has is, is been known. There's planes, stuff that the plastic models have moving parts oh, and propellers. Oh, propeller wait, spins wait.
2: Let's back up, back up, back up. Let's talk about that really cool diorama oh. we saw. Uh, the one? two F14s
1: chasing the zeros. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. It took a second because I'm, I'm looking at it. It's like, why is there two F14s behind two zeros? Like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what is we're talking that from about? The,
0: movie, the, the final countdown?
1: Yes. Oh, Somebody made clever. a little mini diorama, the final countdown with two F14s chasing down two zeros. Oh.
0: Yeah. I remember the existence of that movie. But, and the the basic premise, but I don't remember much else.
1: What? That's your homework assignment is to go watch that movie.
0: All right. Like a, the carrier goes through a time warp back to Pearl Harbor or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay.
1: It, it's 80s cheese, but it's, it's, it's required watching for any airplane. Was that Leonardo. a straight-to-TV
0: movie or was it in the theaters?
1: No, it was theaters. You know, I remember seeing the um, advertisements in the theater. I think it was in the drive-in. Huh, as a kid, I'm sorry. But I have to movie? say, I
2: think every person in that audience when the F 13s were chasing the zeros were going, Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome! <laughs> 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 yeah, good point. Fox One, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. Wait, am I right? Was one of the guys? No, no, never mind. That was a different movie, but anyway, <laughs> that was about, no, I've always, always embarrassed myself with like incorrect movie quotes or titles, but I'm, I've saved myself. Yay. Uh, but that was a great <clears throat> diorama. uh Just another thing, I mentioned F14 earlier, but uh, and we mentioned it again. But I think we, we all agreed the best model we saw was in the first round that F14 kit, and boy, it was beautiful. I mean, this. Oh yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. And uh, you know, I feel <laughs> I feel weird that Fitz told me while we were there he goes, he goes Lee, all the first places here probably won't place at nationals <laughs> it's like oh really it's like you know because he says it's really really tough there so i you know now i'm intrigued to go to the one in san antonio with you and check out the master builders there
1: yeah it's amazing i went to one in south carolina some years ago uh, and it was it was big and huge and there's some really wonderful stuff uh it's it, it just a really amazing people spend a lot of time it's, it's a lot, an effort and uh it, it's it's uh, it's a passion and that's probably why I'll never get rid of it. I always like, I know I'm an RC guy, but I, I can't, I can't stop. It's impossible. <laughs> Anyways, in fact, I'm looking at, I'm in the, that model room that Lee was talking about. And I'm looking at two partially finished models right here on the desk that I need, that I tinker with every once in a while.
0: So
2: while Terry's no. talking and I'm talking, Fitz is gluing yeah. and <laughs> and No, that's
1: touching him now, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we've caught him doing that like a, like a, during a live show. <laughs> he, yeah, we were yeah, doing something yeah, and we, yeah. I saw his head down. He was whittling away with his X-Acto on a plastic model. <laughs> uh, uh, put it down. Okay, put, it down put it down, Fitz. Put it down. Put the knife down.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways.
2: Well, you mentioned flying stuff. You mentioned flying stuff. So why don't you you guys talk about your airplanes that you guys, you got a dastardly duo.
1: All right. Yeah. Getting it. The Axis is getting some love. You want to start off, Terry? Uh,
0: Sure. I'll be less cryptic than you guys. Hmm. I've been flying my eFlight FW190. The, what is it, 1.5 meter? It's yes. big. It's like 60 it's, inches.
1: Yeah. It's, it's good size.
0: Yeah. I read that number before. So the, so I had that in my brain, but I was not quite prepared for how big this model really is. It's substantial, and it's what eight pounds, and so yeah, it's not a it's like uh, that much really. Yeah, wow. But mine with the uh, six cell five thousand is right at eight pounds.
1: Okay, I didn't weigh didn't weigh mine, so oh. huh. wow.
0: Yeah, so I've uh, taken it out a couple times to fly, and it flies really well i'm impressed with it so far the the way it flies uh d- does not seem in- consistent with the weight it flies much lighter than the numbers would suggest
1: yeah that's why when you said eight pounds i was surprised because it's pretty floating when you land it Drop the flaps in it it's uh yeah pretty mild
0: yeah, and I've landed it a couple times without flaps, and it still slows down nicely. And mm. But not only that, flying it around, I've tried to snap it. I couldn't get it to snap. I did get it to spin. It, it'll go into a nice spin. But, uh, you know, it just flies like it's lightly loaded. And actually, I moved the CG forward a little bit because I thought it was a little bit too floaty at first. So I moved the CG forward, and that helped it track better. But I've been having a good time with it. It's uh, a nice flying airplane. And it looks good.
1: Yeah, it's really distinctive in the air. Uh, did, did you notice a whistle when you had a drop tank on? Did you fly it with a drop tank?
0: Oh, I haven't flown it with the tank yet.
1: Oh, I yeah. put the tank on. It has a real distinctive whistle, at least mine did.
0: Okay. Now, one thing I did notice about it is, at least in my non calibrated eye, there's not much difference in speed from about 5 8 throttle all the way to the firewall. It, I'm sure there is some difference, but it's, it yeah. can't be that much.
1: It's interesting you mentioned speed because I also have their P51 at one point, same, same size in uh-huh. similar power, and it is it is a bit slower than the P51, I noticed. Huh, okay. So I don't know what, it's probably why, it's interesting you noticed that you, the speed thing, I think maybe a different pitch pop or something, I'm not quite sure. Must uh, be that
0: laminar flow wing.
1: Yeah, that's my only uh, nitpick about it is it's a little bit okay. slower. Uh, but it flies great. I, I could oh, you well, I think
0: if you weren't flying the two side-by-side, side, you wouldn't complain about the speed of yeah. the 190. It, it's fine. It's just, uh, I just expected it. I, my first flight, I took off, and it was off the ground by the time I hit quarter throttle. So I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting. And then I realized after I'd done a couple circuits I hadn't gone past half throttle yet. And so then I you know, gave it all she had, and it wasn't that much faster. <laughs> At least yeah. it, it didn't seem to be that much faster.
1: So. Yeah, I agree. It, it didn't really pick up speed. But it's interesting that it'll just it'll go vertical and pretty much unlimited. And yeah, until you check it out. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you don't think it has enough speed to keep going. You think it's going to peter out, but it just sort of hits a wall and just keeps going Yeah, in the, in the deceleration. It's kind, of, it's kind of weird until you do it. <laughs> yeah, I loaded mine down
0: with cameras the other day and got some in-flight footage, and I think that... Oh, nice. Some of it at least turned out pretty good, so I'll have some uh, air footage of it.
1: Oh, that's good. I, yeah, yeah. I guess. Do you have the seven thousand or eight thousand? Did you? No, did you I've flown it
0: with a six cell thirty two hundred, and it balances with that up against the firewall. I was going to ask also, if it balances
1: with that. With such a small battery.
0: Yeah, and uh, I've also flown it with a six cell five thousand.
1: Okay. I, I flew it with a seven thousand, and it would still go straight up vertical, even with the tank on. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking really well.
0: the the seven thousand might be nice, just to kind of ballast it down and give it a heavier feel. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a uh, it, it. That's the nice thing about the one ninety over to the P fifty one is the fuselage has a lot more room inside. Mm, okay. The uh, putting a seven thousand in P fifty one was a real tight squeeze, but in the but the one ninety just swallowed it up and said, you got any more? <laughs> now, an interesting thing that I discovered just a little while ago
0: is that you know, this has the the plug-and-play version, or no, bind-and-fly, excuse me. The bind-and-fly version comes with the receiver and has the safe select, so you can have the safe stabilization on or off. When you have safe enabled, it has automatic aileron rudder mixing.
1: Now, that's so, interesting. I didn't notice that on mine. My...
0: Yeah, I just happened to notice the other day I was... I was flying it with safe to check it out, and I was wiggling the sticks to make sure it all moves in the correct direction. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why is the rudder moving when I'm wiggling the right stick? Interesting.
1: Yeah. I wonder when they started that.
0: I don't know. I hadn't noticed that on any of my other models that have
1: safe select. I I noticed it on the Habu S2 STS. uh... Okay, the little EDF trainer? The EDF trainer, but I figured out because it was a trainer, they wanted to put mixing in it, but for a warbird, for like a sport plane. I'm surprised. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So, yeah, I thought so. I'll have to scour the manual again to see if it mentions in there, but I didn't remember that from my first read-through. But the associated to that, I felt like uh, I was more in touch when flying in safe than with any of my previous models that have safe, if that makes sense. Typically, I don't use safe at all. If I use safe it's only for the the purpose of making sure that it works because I'm doing it for a review. Mm. And then once I I'm satisfied with that, I turn it off and I never turn it back on again. But in this case I didn't feel like it was fighting me like I, I usually do. It it seemed more in tune with with what I wanted it to do.
1: Yeah, I think uh Horizon's gotten better at tuning the safe mode in their planes. Because I, I kind of noticed that too. Some the later models seem to be better tuned when you're in safe mode than some of the earlier stuff.
0: Right. You still have to fly it differently. like
1: yeah. Without safe,
0: yeah. you would put it in a bank and it'll hold that bank. But if you have safe mode on you have to keep in the inputs to keep it in the bank. And it yeah. does desensitize it a little bit and give you the limits. But still, it didn't seem as foreign as I felt it is with my other models. Mm. So they're, they're getting close. I don't know. I still don't feel like it's necessary for most pilots, but for those people who want that little uh, helping hand to transition into it, it's probably pretty good.
1: Did you uh, take the wingtips on and off much?
0: Uh, Yeah, because it fits nicely in my car with the center wing section attached and the tips off.
1: Okay. I I was wondering, did you find them particularly difficult to get off? It's
0: a little bit awkward. So what we're talking about is it's a three-piece wing. It's got a center section that includes the retracts and then outboard panels that snap into place with no tools and also make the aileron connections automatically. Um, and yes, the, putting it on is not that bad because you can, with the canopy off or the hatch off, you can put a hand on the inside and you've got a leverage point to push. Hmm. But separating them is a little bit awkward because those snaps, those the plastic keepers, are pretty stout, and yeah. I guess they have to be. But yeah, I... I feel like sometimes I'm squeezing the wings so hard to pull that I'm leaving thumbprints or something in there. <laughs> yeah, indentations. And but so I am try to be very gentle with it. And I haven't caused any damage yet, but I, I'm very mindful of the pressure I'm applying to it when I do that.
1: Yeah, I found on my on the Fucker wolf on mine, it was seemed to be a little harder than usual because it has the same thing as on the P-51. Uh-huh. And, and that one seemed easier to take on and off. On the 190, they seemed a bit more stiff, so it could be just some variance in manufacturing tolerances. But I'm just curious about yours.
0: Yeah, it's a a deliberate action. Oh, yeah, they're not coming off off in flight. flight.
1: (laughs) If they come off in flight, you've got more serious problems. Right.
0: (laughs) And another cool thing that I thought this model had is the uh, cannons that go in the wing thread into place.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, they screw in, yeah.
0: So if you ever break it or whatever, you can... You don't have to do surgery. You can just mm. get replacements, and likewise, you can remove them for transport and not worry about breaking them. So I thought that was pretty clever.
1: Yeah, I, I want, makes me wonder if they're going to have a whole series of these. It yeah, could be. And they seem to
0: be popular. I know at least one other person in my club has one.
1: And yeah, I've, I've seen. Like it. I've seen a few out there too, as going to different meets and stuff.
0: Yeah. So, and speaking of plastic-level detail, plastic model-level detail, I don't know who it is, but there's pictures floating around on um, Facebook and Instagram of one of these E-Flight FW-190s that somebody has made look incredible. It's certainly the level of accuracy and detail that you would find at a, in a plastic kit. It's like very nice weathering. It's not overdone. Some slightly mm-hmm. different colors, and it's got a good patina to it,
1: so... Wait, what?
0: Patina. A natural degradation of the finish.
1: Oh, okay. Weathering.
0: Well, I think of weathering as, I guess it would be into the same thing. But patina would, all right, I'm going to, never mind. I'm going to shut up before I (laughs) say something (laughs) that's completely (laughs) untrue. But, yeah, it's just an aged look to it.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: So it did not look like it rolled right off the showroom.
1: It's got a it's got a lived-in look to it.
0: Yeah. And it it just looked correct. Hmm. And Lee, I'm going to try to include you in this conversation here. Maybe you can tell me but this model has decals that appear to be new. So my hunch is that it's modeled after a a version that's currently flying like a restored one do you know if that's true
2: no idea you two were supposed to do the research <laughs> i can well,
1: answer I that. i'm supposed it to photograph no okay. i can answer that terry yes it's modeled after a currently flying one that was restored but apparently has a apocryphal paint scheme see i could use big words too <laughs> what paint scheme <laughs> point fits
0: <laughs> yeah you win that one <laughs>
1: Me, okay, so apparently there's uh, I forgot whose it was. I can't remember if it's in the states or in Germany. There's a there's a flying focke 190 that has that same paint scheme.
0: A real airframe, not a, a real airframe. Uh. But
1: apparently that paint scheme was never used in that particular by that particular pilot. It's modeled after uh, uh, an ace on I think the Eastern Front somewhere. Oh, okay. And apparently his squadron never had colors that looked like that. Uh, so it was sort of just a interpretation of some. Of a paint scheme that's on a real one, and then they copied the real one, but it's not correct Uh, of of any existing squadron back in World War II. Okay. If that makes any sense. It does. Okay. So they were taking the E Flight was getting some flack for that. It's like, why did you paint it like nothing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's
0: funny. I'm on a couple of full scale Warbird groups on Facebook, and They'll talk about the paint jobs that museums put on their static displays. and like, no, this is all wrong. They never had that, and it's this color instead of this color, and they never had these stripes on this place. So people get really particular about that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, they get real into the sausage making. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: not usually one of those people. As long as yeah. the insignia on correctly,
1: I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, as long as the stars and bars are not upside down. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, and on the correct wing, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, offense, Lee.
2: <laughs> I knew you were talking about me.
0: <laughs> it's only the one airplane. Oh, two maybe? Is that your maybe two twin star? Twin star.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think one day, I think when you told me that, I would have had put stars and bars on both wings. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> did I say two. it
0: to you? That was rude. You did. <laughs> oh, man. You should have kicked me in the shin. But the stars and bars everywhere.
2: Everybody learned. I can't believe Everybody we learned this lesson from our podcast. That. It doesn't go on the right wing.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Some it, jackal came up and told me that about my airplane. I, but it's, it's, it's funny. it's would not be friends. I think.
2: I'm not sure if Fitz and I found it first. But I don't, and maybe, gosh, I don't think it was at the Model Mania. But I think we took a picture of a plane with the insignia wrong. It was or it was upside down, and we sent it to Terry. And he, oh, a plastic he, one. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. I just no, remember. I think it was RC. We sent you a photo yeah. of that, knowing full well your reaction. That <laughs> <It> triggers you <laughs> for the for, for for the sake of terry dunn do not flip your insignia upside down that means the airplane's in distress <laughs> or it's been captured
0: or, or do it just to spite me whatever right, terry dunn. it's only an airplane
2: so anything else mm. you want to finalize about the uh the fuck wolf
0: um, no, just that uh, I think I've already said it's going to be a review for a model aviation. So look for the written article and a video sometime in the next few months. Okay. And if any of you out there are flying it, let us know what you think. Do you use save? What battery do you use? Blah, blah, blah. Have you modified yours in any way that we would be interested in?
2: Have you put weathered mm. patina on your aircraft?
0: <laughs> I got a can of patina right here. I'm going to smear it on after the show. <laughs> this is new and improved patina
2: semi-gloss patina
0: yeah all right lee we have a couple things for you to talk about which one do you want to do first i'm still working at the ama
2: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't been fired yet (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing my best (laughs) you know uh, it's, it's a job I'm trying to learn all the inner workings I want to make sure I understand everything Before I put it out there on the interwebs But I've had a really good time um, Being in the social media manager position And I did a post uh, A while back two, two posts that I'm proud of One was Showing off your AMA decals I have a, right. I have a kit A flight kit Or flight box rather That my father built And I'm not sure if I was involved because I think there was a lot of hands off. I'm doing, (laughs) don't touch that. (laughs) It it paints drying, (laughs) but it was a kit we've had, we've had for years and I still have it, you know, and I don't use it very often because I've, I've switched to a different type of tool kit, but I love that box. And so, you know, when, I mean, I think my dad put maybe one decal on there, maybe two when he was still alive. And then when he passed away, I just kept putting my decals on it. So I posted that photo on our Facebook page or other social media platforms, asking other people to chime in. And we had a couple of people do that. Uh-huh. But I want to do a shout out to Tony Accurso because I, I think I just woke up one night and for some reason I decided to give him a shout and said, you know, I want to do uh, a little discussion on h- local hobby shops, mom and pop, brick and mortar, because I remember Tony talking to us several times about his love of visiting hobby shops. And he's, God, he's a smart guy. He just, he's like a walking, you know, he and Tom Blakeney would just probably wear me out, you know, with their knowledge of aircraft and so forth. But I reached out to him and said, look, tell me about a hobby shop you like to go to. And he told me about the uh, Smith Brothers Hobby Shop. And I said, you know... I want to do something on that. I told him what I wanted to do. He said, he goes, you need to call him. You should run with that idea. So I did. I made a post on our AMA Facebook page. I think I shared it on the iFly AMA Facebook page as well. And I wanted people to acknowledge their local hobby shops and it's, it hasn't taken as much, excuse me, let me word it this way, it hasn't taken off (laughs)
1: like
2: I had hoped. Uh, you know, and some people chimed in going, well, the reason that hobby shops aren't around anymore is because the Internet. Well, that's not that wasn't my purpose. My purpose was for people to tell us about either a hobby shop they used to visit or a hobby shop they like to go to now. And let's give a shout out to those people who are who are keeping us in this hobby. And it's important. And, yeah. you know, there are many times I have had to drive over there and get a part to finish a plane. And God bless them. I mean, I, I never would think about the price. I just want to finish that aircraft. And we know a lot of kids who get into the hobby start at a hobby shop because they sit there and they stare. They get a, you know, a Gillows, you know, model, you know, or a little balsa flying kit and they just throw it together or a plastic model fits. And it, it goes up from there. So I, I still think we need to, you know, acknowledge those people who are really trying hard, especially with this horrible epidemic, to keep their shops open for us. So if you're listening to this now and you haven't seen it on Facebook or those two Facebook pages please chime in and tell us or if you want if you don't use Facebook email us your stories maybe a photo maybe a, a good story of uh, you know an old hobby shop you used to visit email us at contact at com. share the story with me I'll put it back on our social media links and maybe push it out to find a way to put it on our website we've always been wanting to update that Terry so, um, mm-hmm. anyway, just, that was fun. I liked doing that. And for the AMA, I thought that was a great way to keep the love of the hobby alive. So that was my AMA story. I really am having a good time. And while I have the microphone and, and Fitz is sitting there working on his plastic model, I want to <laughs> share a couple of things. I'm working on a plastic model. <laughs> just, that's what I vision. I, I see his head down. <laughs> He's just whittling away, <laughs> holding two pieces. Um, we have a you know some events coming up for uh, the AMA uh, in a couple of weeks. Nats is here, the National Air Modeling Championship at the IAC, and so starting June sixteenth is the RC and control line scale and RC scale aerobatics. And you can go to uh, the our modelaircraft.org website and pull up events, pull up Nats, and you can see the whole schedule there. Also coming up, uh, not, well, not too soon, but uh, the National Fly at IAC is July 30th through August 1st. And again, you can register online at the modelaircraft.org slash funfly page. And I think if you register by the 30th, yes, it says so right here. If you register by June 30th, you receive a t-shirt, a free t-shirt and meal. So oh. do that. Now, I'm not going to do the National Fly there. I'll probably be in Oshkosh. Yay. I mentioned on a podcast that I'm going to have my own little National Fun Fly over there in Oshkosh at the EAA Museum. So <laughs> anybody who's there at Oshkosh, if you want to have like a little mini AMA National Fun Fly, well, I'll be over there uh, doing that. <laughs> and then finally, in August 14th is uh, National Model, a- Model Aviation Day. So, you know, oh, put those on your you know I've I've celebrated the National Model, Model Aviation Day the past two years. And I always, always had a picture of me and Austin flying, so hopefully we'll get to do that again.
0: What's the best way to celebrate? To go fly? Just to go fly. It's
2: hashtag model aviation day. Go fight, go to your field or go to a local park and go enjoy the hobby. Hmm.
0: You You know what? I ordered the t-shirt they have for that. Yay. Good for (laughs) (laughs) you. It's a t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. The AMA has a t-shirt and it's like 15 bucks. It was reasonable. Hmm. So, yeah, I ordered one. I'll uh, try to remember to wear it on that day.
2: Now, see, I'm not sure my boss listens, but I'm just going to call out Mark right now. Mark's going to say, Lee, how come Terry talked about the shirts and you didn't? So now I've got to go back to work with my tail between my legs, and he's going to (laughs) be all over me. So I hope he's he's not listening (laughs) to this one. (laughs) But there's my AMA plug. Uh, Also, guys, coming soon to a computer screen near you we know that the faa is uh talking a lot about the upcoming test which we don't call test Uh, we call it the trust (laughs) what we call it the faa trust the recreational uas Mm -hmm. safety test
1: Oh, no, it's an acronym. Yeah, oh. It is an acronym. So
2: if you say test, they're saying, no, no, it's trust. So, but just a friendly- <laughs> Chocolate
1: rations will be increased from a quarter ounce to an eighth of an ounce.
2: Hey, I, not, not a whole lot of people want this test. And I mean, I'm going to just sit here and raise my hand right here. Um, I'm not against PSAs, but I'm against tests that requires everyone to take. I'm not sure I want to start this discussion, but anyway, coming up soon is the test. Oh, excuse me. Trust. (laughs) You take this online. Okay. You don't have to pay for it and you should pass because it's supposed to be a non-fail test. It's, it's like a lot of information and they're going to kind of guide you to the right answers and tell you what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. You know, questions like how? What's your altitude limit for a model aircraft? The answer is 400 feet. Um, so there you go, free answer right there, folks. <laughs> thousand. Yeah, they might put that forty thousand feet. <laughs> the answer is go, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and another reminder: it's for everyone. It doesn't apply to uh, oh more than 250 grams. It's for any UA, and it's for any really? age. So I'm telling you this because I want you guys to be aware of this so we can maybe have the talk. But if you fly any type of UA, you must take this test and have proof that you've taken this test any time you fly.
0: So for the sub-250 crowd... You have to take um, the test. They don't have to register, but they have to be... They have to carry the papers. They have <laughs> to carry <laughs> their papers. Yeah. They have to to show that they have taken and passed this test. They have to be trusted,
2: trustworthy, trust. Yeah, whatever. How you want to spin it. Um, look, I said a second ago. I'm not against PSA. I'm not against good safety reminders and so forth. Uh, but let me tell you some of the pluses on this because we could easily shoot it down and be all angry and you know be likely. Was it go fully? <laughs> um, but you, <laughs> you don't never, never go, go fully, fully you man. Do don't Want to go fully? <laughs> Uh, but to, to, (laughs) I'm I'm trying so hard. (laughs) Come on, get the words out, Lee. You,
0: how'd you get on this tightrope? You only
2: take it once. You only have to take it again if you lose your certificate. I mean, whatever your documents, your papers. So if you take it, it's a one-time deal. You're done. You've, and hopefully, I mean, if I'm going to spin it in another positive way, Once you take it and you realize, hopefully, how simple it is, you can pass that on to your friends. You can help someone else. You can sit next to your child and go to the test with them and make sure they understand. There are some positives to it. It is a nuisance, I guess, in one way. When you think about how many years we've been flying and we haven't needed this. But let's get it out there. Let's get it done. And by the way, did you know the British have been doing this for years? (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, how did they handle it? And I need to like reach out to them. But yeah, the British have been doing this. You have to take this test. So, and by the way, this has nothing to do with your registration or your AMA membership. Uh, It is totally separate. It is an FA only thing. And what I, I'm a little disappointed. I'm sure I mentioned this before. Why couldn't they just tack this on to the registration? But now that I've said that, I'm kind of glad they don't because if you're under 13 and you have to take the test, because you want to fly your, your sub-250 target UA in a park, um, you're not required to pay the $5 registration fee. Alright, have I done bastardizing the, the trust?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I needed to know that, and that's good. But, and this is not a knock on anybody at the AMA, because it's not like they had a choice in the matter, but the whole concept of this thing just Chaps me. Because it's like the FAA is saying, all right, people have been causing problems, so we need some assurance that the people who are flying models have a baseline level of competency. And that I can buy. I can I can accept that people have done dumb stuff and they want some level of assurance that somebody holding a transmitter knows what they're doing. Fine. But then the solution to that is a test that's so simple you have to pass it, and you only have to take it once. So what? What's the value in that? What is it really proving to anybody?
2: That the government gets what they want. I, I guess. Well, it's. I agree, and you know what? Let me interject here real quick. Get a pen and paper handy. Here's a, a great site on the AMA to give you all this information. And to take it a little bit further to understand the test, go to modelaircraft.org slash learn dash the dash (laughs) rules. You know, here's another little thing. Take it, read it, you're done. But that is a page we have up and running right now. It does give you all the, you know, uh, exceptions for limited recreational operations, what we fly under. So you can understand what those guidelines are and also what the test will be about. And hopefully, as soon as the AMA is alerted from the FAA to release the hounds, we'll we'll make another announcement or we'll share something on our page.
1: Uh, Was there any type of guesstimation when this might come?
2: Uh, I think within a month. Oh, that's soon? Yeah.
1: Wow. Hmm. Wow.
0: And what I was trying to say a minute ago is that... No, I... It wasn't even in my head. I just knew I was upset by it, and I couldn't quite figure out why. But I'm still trying to figure out how this test and the way they're doing it separates the the people who are competent and the people who aren't. Because the, the, the people who intend to do stupid things can just go take the test and have their certificate and then go do stupid things. So how is it going to change anything?
2: I, I agree, and I remember talking on a previous Podcasts about how I don't like the fact that we're not giving people flight tests. You know, if you're going to talk about being safe, then someone should know how to fly. I mean, I think that's probably a little bit more important. <laughs> than
0: mm. Because I, I guess, <laughs> I mean, you I guess. I'm against the testing in general, just because I I think it's pointless. But if you're going to make us take a test, by golly, make it worthwhile. Don't make it some cheesy poofball nothing test.
2: All my flights all my flights are science. <laughs> Man, science.
0: Right. Uh, I haven't seen the thing yet, so I'm just
2: you know. Do you have any
0: comment Fitz? Lashing out.
1: Uh well the avalanche has already started. It's too late for the Pebbles to vote. <laughs>
2: Alright, well we'll follow we'll follow up on it and keep everybody informed. But thank you for listening. (laughs) All right. That's all I had. What uh, what was the. What else did we want to talk about?
0: Thanks, Lee. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll
2: spin this to a positive. How's that?
0: Other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? (laughs) (laughs) I think you've used that line before.
2: (laughs) And it might have been on me, too. (laughs) Probably. Probably.
1: For the same reason. Uh,
2: Okay. So I got my hands on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you, yeah. But did you take the test first?
2: <laughs> I'm not required yet. <laughs> no, the test the test I need to take is how in the world am I going to resurrect this plane? Um, do you ever you know who uh, what aircraft Swamp Ghost is?
0: No. Oh, is somewhere. that something, a B-17 they found somewhere? Very,
2: very good, Terry. The, uh, Swamp Ghost is a B-17 that was found, and it's currently on display in uh, Pearl Harbor.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Pearl mm-hmm. Harbor Museum. They've talked about, you know, bringing it back to life. I don't know. I've seen it in person. It's like
0: flying condition.
2: I, I That's what I heard. But right now it's just oh. a pile of metal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I kind of got that i kind of got a plane that was like swamp ghost um (laughs) it was it was a plane i had seen uh, about a year ago in a friend's hangar and i just mentioned that uh that'd be something i might be interested in a literal hangar literally a hangar and
0: like full-scale airplane i
2: feel sorry (laughs) for my buddy because his poor hangar leaks like I don't know, like my gutters. <laughs> get my gutters. It's just the poor thing is just a mess. But I, I felt like I had a duty to try to save that. But truth be told, the reason I got it is because it's a B twenty five. My son Ryan loves B twenty fives a lot. I mean, he does a lot. He? He's a huge Jimmy Doolittle fan. He's done a Jimmy Doolittle wax museum video. Uh, I mean, he's, he's just all about Jimmy Doolittle. He loves, we've seen the movie several times. He, we went to go see the opening of uh, Midway when it came out and he was like at the edge of his seat when they did the sequence for Doolittle. But I digress. My friend had a Banana Hobbies Super B25. It's about 79 inch wingspan. It's foam and it's got hit or miss comments on flight performance, a lot of misses on the power setup, but it is a this the ARF is a complete. I mean, I don't God, how many servos? Like 17 servos are in this thing. If I'm not, oh my, gosh. it's crazy. Uh, electric retracts, which are questionable. I've heard. Uh, I'm trying to wrap this up pretty quickly, but I have my hands on this. It was in a pile of water. In fact, when Ryan picked it up, we had to let the water drain out of the nose of this thing and it was covered in just (laughs) filth and uh, i'm gonna say mold (laughs) or maybe we'll say mildew i think mildew is safer than mold so let's just pretend it was just mildew but we brought it home we cleaned it up and we set it on a table it still hasn't been in my garage yet i still have it sitting outside because i'm like it's
0: too dirty for your garage
2: it's pretty bad (laughs) it's pretty bad i mean because once you started opening the compartments and draining stuff more stuff out and going, do I really want to reach in there? <laughs> so, Might as well just hose it off. Well, we we kind of did that. We just used a lot of wet towels with uh, bleach, a bleach mix or something. Anyway, I digress. That is uh, one of my projects, uh, this B-25. And guess what it's going to look like?
0: <laughs> guess what scheme? <laughs> uh, oh, I already, you told me, so I can't guess. Oh, it's
2: okay. <laughs> it's going to be a Doolittle Raider. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, hmm. and Ryan, you know what? I have a photo of it. I'll, I'll probably put it on the collage for our, for this release. But I someone asked me, was it worth the trade that you did? And at first I was thinking, man, I got a great deal. And then I, I started cleaning it and I was looking at all the stuff in the ground. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started doing some research. I was like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. But then my son yeah. smiled while he was cleaning and I took a picture of that. And I was like, you know what? That was worth every penny. Because yeah. he even said to me, God bless his little heart. He goes, you know what, Dad, if we can't get it to fly, I still want to finish it so I can hang it in my room. Big 79-inch 25 mm. <laughs> in your room. Oops. Oh, man.
0: You're going to have to reinforce the joists. <laughs> <up there.
2: laughs> anyway, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, it, I told him, I said, son, this is not a plane that we're going to have finished this year. Um, especially with my gimpy arm still, I can't do anything with it. Um, but there you go. That's a project on my workbench. This B-25.
0: Uh, Have you tested any of the electronics yet?
2: Uh, Yes, I have. And I want to do a shout out for Michael Rosnick. He came to Bomber, I guess maybe last year, with this Banana Hobbies that he completely coated with uh, aluminum tape. Did you see it? That's Vince?
1: Bomber Field in Montevallo, yeah. Texas. So yeah, I remember, spe- it, remember it. Yeah, and last then, year. Then
2: he reminded me, goes Lee, you took photos of it at 2019. Best. <laughs> it's like I completely forgot. So he gave me some great information about his makeover on this thing. And the first thing he said was, I'd rip out the gear, I'd rip out the engines, and replace all Motors. the servos in the tail. <laughs> oh <So, okay. Yeah. laughs> wow! And so already, my price tag just went choop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, do you need all 17 servos in there? I, I don't know. Wait, uh, I'm trying to think what you do. The, so you've got two ailerons, maybe two rudders. Uh, okay. Well, the, maybe you maybe
1: have gear, gear doors. doors. Yeah,
2: gear doors. See, that's yeah. the other thing. Uh, uh, the, okay. I told him the other day, I was, I was really hesitant because so much water came out of the gear uh, section. I mean, it was really mm-hmm. nasty. And he says, you know, those gears are known to, to lock up. And I was like, okay, well, I'll try to, to release them. And sure enough, I got two to open or come down. With a sequencer. So there's a sequencer inside the aircraft and it took some finagling to get the third one down. So I got the gear down, which is good. This also has electric brakes. So I'm not sure oh. those work. Oh, really? I might just skip that. Just you... By the way, I'm not a big fan of lights either. So all the extra wiring of, for lights is gone. <laughs> I'm pulling that stuff out. <laughs> Besides, I'm sure the Doolittle Raiders didn't have lights, right? (laughs) They they probably turned theirs off. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. So um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's it's step by step. There's the one of the big hurdles for me right now is the concern for the wiring that there's so much water. I'm just concerned with corrosion and rust. So I want to pull all the extensions out and pull and insert new wiring in there. It's, uh, yeah. and it's because the way this kit is built all the wiring is easier to access before you glued it together <laughs> so mm, of course the fact that the centerpiece is in fact epoxied together i i'm kind of hesitant how much i want to cut away but anyway well the
1: wiring is probably okay i would be more concerned with the connectors the yeah that's a good point
0: wire. you could snip off the connectors and well, yeah. The direct solder or
2: something. Uh, well, oof, yeah. Okay. Well, I have to yeah. I have to be in a good mood and a couple of belts in me. <laughs> 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 this looks red. <laughs> but uh, uh, Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not too swayed. I mean, the tail was busted. One of the rudders broke off and it's missing a huge chunk. So uh, I'm sure I can fix that. Or I might send the piece of the foam to our buddy Keith and... <laughs> Say hey, buddy. Here's here's five dollars. Okay. <laughs> 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 what can you do for five dollars? No, I might I might you give can, him a call.
0: Can't even send it back to you for five dollars.
2: <laughs> I am totally kidding. No, I might, but I might offload some of the work just to help it move along quicker. You know, because it's a lot, a lot of work, and you got to repaint hmm. the whole thing.
1: Hmm.
0: Huh. All right. Well, but sounds like sun's a fun plane.
1: project. Yeah, your oh. son's playing, Have him repaint it.
2: Yeah. Paintbrush. Here we go. Here we go, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Top camo bottom gray. Go.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: this is playing yes. <laughs> He might
0: like B twenty fives more than you like P thirty eights. Um you say that, but I still have the P thirty
2: eight sitting behind me that I need to put the hooks in. It will we'll go fly together someday.
1: There you go. Yeah, Escort. Good.
0: yeah. I'm sure one of those P thirty eights is about the same scale.
2: i'm scratching my head maybe
0: hmm. or close so, enough you can fake it in enough. the photos yeah.
2: yeah i'm sure i'm sure it'll be fun i'll i'll keep everyone posted
0: when we make progress all right good and i will be here to urge you along just like i did with your Cessna. go fund me now lee ray ryan <laughs> b25 <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. needs new motors Oh, and ESCs. That was another thing Michael told me. He goes, the the 50 amp ESCs ripped them right out. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he said nobody trusts those 50 amp ESCs. And even (laughs) funnier, this is, I mean, I'll tell you, this is another thing. I wish I had the specs I could share with you right now. But this plane was built around a 4S 4000 maybe. Like a very custom pack. Like like it looked like a deck of cards, the way it, it was shaped. And hmm. I can't imagine Michael flies is on a 6S. And so he said you have to do a lot of surgery to get a 6S in there. And I, I'm i imagining so because where the battery goes is right over the nose wheel. Uh-huh. So it's it's going to be very unique how to get a larger battery in there. I'm not sure. You know, I haven't decided if I'm going to stick with his power upgrade, the setup he went with. I, I think he said he went with the FMS Tiger Cat power setup.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: so... Um, I'm going to still look at that. But, I mean, when you pull the cowls off this thing and you look at the tiny motors, you'd go, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. All right. So, I right. wonder if anybody else out there has a Banana Hobby Super B25 and they want to share stories.
0: Or sell. <laughs>
2: I can get some extra parts.
0: You need a donor kit. Yeah.
2: Well, and kudos to Michael's work on his aluminum one. It's really nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, a yeah. I've yeah, I remember his B-25. I didn't know it came from a foamy kit. Or maybe I knew that and forgot it, but it's pretty. It is, yeah.
1: Hmm, cool. Right,
0: so what do you fellers want to talk about next?
1: Hmm. You want to talk about Round Top, Lee?
2: Oh, yeah, you were going to talk about, you mentioned at the beginning of the show about your trailer. <laughs> your your <laughs> first trailer ride. Let's hear from Fitz.
1: All right, gather on kids, let's talk about the trailer ride to Round Top. (laughs) May 15th,
2: by the way, that was the day we had the fun fly.
1: Yeah, May 15th, the the people at Round Top, the Texas Warbird Thunder folks, chaps, padres, they had a sort of an open house fly-in at their newly christened field.
0: Well, hold on, Uh, paint me a picture. Where is Round Top on the Texas map?
1: uh, Just next to Square Top. Oh. <laughs> I know, that's bad. Bad dad joke. Okay. Um, it's kind of near, I don't know, Lee, you tell where it is. I'm not even sure. It's out of the middle of nowhere.
2: It's it's west of Brennan. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's west 30 miles Brennan. north of nowhere. It's further east from Austin. And gosh, what is the name of that darn town just south of it? Because that's what most people know off of I 10. Starts with a G. I don't go down I-10. I'm usually just stuck on 290. <laughs> About an hour uh, and a half drive. How's that <laughs> from Houston? From Houston. Right yeah.
0: Northwest Houston.
2: Yeah. Up up to up 290. Like I said, past Brenham, up 290. Maybe we should start from scratch on this because we've really let our listeners down on the description of where Round Top, Texas is. All
0: right. Well, while you guys were getting me nowhere, I pulled up a map.
1: So, okay, so you tell us well, I will in a second. It's being slow. Give us some it's of that Yankee knowledge.
0: Look, east of Austin, north of Schulenburg and Columbus. Now, here's what I wanted to get. Lagrange, out. Lagrange, yeah. Is that,
2: it's north of Lagrange. No, 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 it's east no, no, of Giddings. No, no. It's west of Brenham. Right in the middle of that <laughs> that Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, Confused yet? <laughs> and when you're on your way, it is Texas law that you have to listen to ZZ Top as you pass through All the right. range.
2: As as crazy as we've gotten to describe where this is, you can go to Google and type Round Top Texas, and find it. But yeah, as as silly as that was, that conversation was. This field is awesome. It's called Thunderfield, and it is a custom field that's being updated while we speak. <laughs> <laughs> they are yeah it's a work in progress memories. yeah exactly yeah. all right keep going Fitz
1: so anyways uh um, at Lee's behest uh, I, I, I met him out there because he was he was going and him and the family were going and so, he, so I was guilt tripped and browbeat whatever you want to call it into coming so did it take that much effort <laughs> no okay i was just bragging on him uh so I thought it was a good opportunity to take out my my brand new to me trailer Uh, since I had just gotten it, uh, legalized, I had new plates to stick on it and got it registered and it's officially in my name. I said, all right, well, let's go on a little road trip, take this thing for a spin see how it, see how it does. Uh, and plus I needed, I was going to bring a couple of big planes so, um, I can, what I wanted to bring would not have fit my car anyway. So, uh, it was a good opportunity to really get, take it out and run it. I had spent a, um, day or two, a couple of days, kind of getting it ready. I had done some work in, on the inside to rearrange some stuff and put some shelving in, um, but uh, I made a mistake, uh, and I'll get that in a second. So if you're not familiar with the car I'm driving, it is a 2009 Audi A3. I don't know if, wow. you, if you know what that is. Is it that
0: old? It's, I remember when you bought that thing new.
1: Uh, I bought it, a, yeah, new-ish, yeah. It's it's getting old now That's why I'm looking For another car uh, But it's still running And it's got a tow hitch On it But it's not a very Big vehicle This is basically A mini wagon uh, And it's not All-wheel drive it's Front-wheel drive Mini wagon Although it's a stick shift and that came in Kind of handy actually and, But it is turbocharged So it, it, it kind of Pulls above its Weight a bit Because it needed it <laughs> <laughs> This trailer is, is not that big But it's kind of heavy For its size I think they really Built it like a a tank uh and it's weird because I've towed little U-Haul trails before and this one definitely felt different I could feel it in the car kind of surging a little bit and there was a couple of hills where I needed to downshift a gear uh, to take the strain off the engine a little bit and then I, I met up I went up to Lee's house and met him and his family there and then we drove caravan out there and uh, I think at one point Lee says, uh, how fast can you go? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I try to keep it around 70, no faster than that, because it was, you know, it was the extra drag and, uh, and the weight and stuff. I, I didn't feel comfortable, especially my first time going cross-country with it. Uh, but on the way to Lee's I house... I the
0: Smokey and the Bandit reboot here.
1: Yeah. Starring you two. So, but I had some issues. Um, so I loaded up a couple of planes... And I was all happy i strapped everything down because I know things get bounced around. And I left the house, drove up a couple of miles up to the donut shop to grab something to eat and uh, some, some coffee. And I said, well, let me look in the back, make sure everything's okay. And I opened up the back door of the trailer and the shelf had fallen down on top of the other plane. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and I realized, oh, crap, I had forgotten to screw down the shelf onto the cross beams. I had meant to do it and had uh, got distracted, gone off to something else, and totally forgot that I had not moved the. There's a top shelf that sort of lays on top of some beams. And it's semi captured because it's hard to describe. So it's not obvious that it wasn't screwed down, but I meant to secure it better. And just that mile trip, it bounced around enough that it had slid and fell down and, and uh, uh, fell on top of the other plane. The damage was mostly superficial but it didn't mess up the cowl a bit um so it's, it's the cowl needs to be repainted and the other plane also kind of broke the cowl that was on top um and some weights so it both both models were damaged uh and so oh crap well I'm, I'm already committed so let me go up and you know i'll patch piece together when i can when i get up there uh but fortunately that was the only incident on the way up other than uh
0: but were you able to attach the shelf at the donut shop? Uh,
1: yeah. What I did is uh, I had some extra straps in the trailer, so I just strapped, secured the shelf with some bunch of straps. Okay. And so it wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't a, per, it wasn't a permanent solution, but it was good enough to drive up there without anything happening. And I took the plane that was on the top shelf, and put it in the car. It was a smaller plane, so okay. Even so, I I just said I'll just go when I can. Um. Yeah, I wasn't too happy. I didn't want to drive all the way back home and grab a drill and this. I was already a little bit late, running late. So So I only heard
0: you say bad words once or twice. What would I have heard at that donut shop?
1: uh, Exploit deleted. Okay. (laughs) I was not a happy camper, and I was and I had nobody to blame but myself because that was a dumbass. Uh, So, but anyways, uh, but. It was, you know, that's. I guess that's why you you do these things. You find the bugs and you try to fix them as you go along. Sure. So I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> but that said, it was really nice to have the trailer, to have the extra room for the big plane and some other stuff, even if it's not completely finished. And so we made an hour, well, actually like two-hour trip for me to get to Round Top, uh, total uh, and we had a good time. Uh, I had a new plane to fly to, to Maiden and I got a one flight out of it, but I, I need to, it's got some squawks I got to fix up on it despite, and a, I got to replace the cowl. Uh, but it had a good showing. A lot of people showed up.
2: Yeah. Uh, gosh, uh, I don't know. What do you think? 50?
1: Yeah, right. 40, 50 people. Yeah. Plus food.
2: Mm-hmm. There was food there.
1: Yeah, it was food. Yeah. Ooh.
2: And 50 peoples a good event Yeah. yeah. And uh, I haven't uh, plugged it yet and so here we go. If you go to uh, rtrcexpo.com or go to the Facebook page roundtoprcexpo.com you will see some photos that my youngest took from that wonderful flying fun fly because oh, yeah. I gave him my cannon. Ryan, excuse me, Austin was flying his little quadcopter FPV. And then I took up my new Mavic Air 2 to get some aerial shots of the event. And I thought they turned out pretty good. I just posted them today. So we're all getting the place ready for the huge expo yeah. come November 11th. So
0: now, Not yep, yep, yep. to deviate too far, but Lee, I w- at some point on this show or another, I want to hear about your new Mavic. Would you say Mavic Air 2? Yep. You have not talked about that yet. But... Nope. All right. Continue, Fitz.
1: Um, so I, I, guess I should mention that the new plane was that fiberglass zero that we had talked about before.
0: Is that the one that got smashed?
1: Yeah. The cowl got, it, even though it was on top, it fell down so hard that it, it, it damaged the cowl. I got to uh, see the
0: crashy
2: smashing.
1: Yeah. It's like uh, weathering. No, no, it, no, no. It's got a cross no, crush. piece that. Playwood yeah, board yeah, crush, crush
2: cowl. <laughs>
1: yeah. But fortunately I got a replacement cowl for it so I can put oh, that on. Oh, nice. I just got that the other day. Um, uh, but it was neat to, it, <laughs> I was a little worried about the flight because I had, I had to add a bunch of nose weight to get the balance. Um, uh, so I was a little concerned with the, the overall weight of the plane and it's still going to, I'm still going to tweak it some more, see if I can take some weight out and shift some things around. But it flew and it flew pretty good. It was a pretty speedy plane once it's up in the air on step. It zipped along quite nicely. Uh, so, so this is electric. It's all electric. It's an 8S setup with a, what's the motor? I always forget the name of the motor. Is it Talon? I can't remember. Uh, Roll pool. I can't believe I forgot the Maytag. Ah, crud. He's going to kill me. I forgot the name of the motor. Um, Tomcat. Tomcat. That's it. Tomcat motor from uh, Legend Hobby. He sells them. I wasn't that familiar with the motors, but it seems really nice. It's a one ten size, swinging a eighteen inch <clears throat> prop. Two blade um, or three blade? Two blade. Right. We're trying to get a three blade spinner, but it came with a really nice two blade, a scale two blade aluminum spinner. Mm-hmm. So and that seemed to do pretty good. Uh, it just needs uh, to go on a, a little bit of a diet, I think. I'm going to see what I can do to lighten it up a little bit. Is there uh, some low hanging fruit there to get rid of? Not really. That's the tough thing. I'm going to see if I can open up the firewall and so I can shove the battery further forward. Oh, okay, that's right. So you've got ballast in there. So
0: if you can yeah. balance it without the ballast, you'll lose some.
1: Yes, or at least take some of the ballast out. Actually, yeah. interesting enough, I went for the first time. I had a After I built the Maureen Solnir and I talked about the nose weight, I used the uh, uh, machinist blocks, the one, two, three blocks. Oh, yeah. And I made a remark that, you know, they're, they're very nice, but they're kind of not exactly the cheapest thing to use as nose weight. And right. somebody said, well, why don't you use dive weights? And oh. I went, well, huh, huh. So it turns out there's a, a dive shop literally like five miles away from where I live, if that much. Oh. So I popped over there and I was talking to a guy he says, yeah, I need some dive weights. And, um, and I told him like, I, I'm not diving. I just need it for a project. And it was funny. He goes, "Oh yeah, we get people in here all the time looking for weights for all kinds of weird projects. Huh. Uh, so and they're kind of neat because they're designed to, to fit a belt through. So they have, yeah, a slit, two slits in them. It's a mm-hmm. lead weight, and they come in one pound increments. I think I got a a one pounder and a couple of two pounders. And I think he had five pounders and four pounders and stuff. So um, uh, the only thing is, they're, they weren't they're not that accurate. I think I got one. I I wanted five pounds." And it ended up being like four pounds, four and a half pounds or something like that because uh, the two two-pounders two were like a pound and three-quarters or something like that. It was some weird. They kind of get you there, but just be careful that they're not exactly the most accurate. It's like buying lumber. Yeah, exactly. Two by four is not a two by four. It's like a one and three-quarters by something, whatever. But anyways, uh, if you need a lot of weight, consider dive weights because the slits are nice, you can... Put screws through them and washers, or whatever, or zip tie, them or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's that's I'm gonna. If I need a lot of weight, I'm gonna use those in the future. So, anyways, um, it was a good day. Other than crushing my planes on the way up. Um, oh, uh, I've, I don't know if you saw the pictures. I added solar panels now to the top of the trailer.
0: Yeah,
1: and, and they were there for the trip. No, I put okay. them on after. So gotcha. we'll have to see how it rides <laughs> with the extra weight now, that solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not hooked up. I did get the charge controller and the power inverter and maybe something else and some wires, but I haven't had a chance to hook everything up. So they're just dead weight at the moment.
0: Okay. Are they that heavy?
1: Uh, Each one is probably a good 30 pounds, 20, 30 pounds.
0: Hmm. And then you've got a battery mm-hmm. bank in there too?
1: I have a battery bank. I'm going to use a relatively lightweight lithium batteries, Um, but they're still going to weigh probably another 20 pounds too, maybe Mm. 15 pounds. Okay. Um,
0: The good news is all your airplanes won't add much weight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really airplanes are nothing. It's just a noise.
0: Yeah. Okay. So your first use of the trailer is encouraging.
1: It's encouraging. I had no problems. Well, uh, yeah even with the strapped down shelf it didn't have any problems on the way back so it's encouraging it's uh i felt a little better coming back i was a little worried about it, the handling of the car and stuff but it, it seemed to do okay and well braking, next you know, time
0: kind of you when you go to pick up lee hitch it to his suburban that yeah, thing really. won't even know the trailer's attached <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't even think yeah, about he's... that
2: Fitz. <laughs> i think you just wanted to prove have a proof of concept
1: yeah, I really wanted to drive and see how it felt. It's probably not something, at least not with this car, that I take very far. Uh, I'm not going to like go to Small Steps yeah, or, or something like that in Arkansas or out of state. But around the Houston area, maybe you know, a couple-hour drive I'll do. <laughs> I, I did notice my, my fuel economy went down pretty significantly, too. With oh, yeah, three. I was going to ask about that. Oh, yeah, I definitely noticed it. Yeah. Uh, So it was, but like I said, it was, it was kind of convenient having a stick ship because there's a few times that just going down one gear, kind of let the, let the engine rev up a little bit, get into the, well into the turbo uh, realm of Uh, the RPMs right? and uh, take a little load off the edge, a a little four cylinder.
0: Yeah. Give the squirrels a little break. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'm glad that's working out for you.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely happy to have it. Um, and it's going to be very, going to use it this coming weekend, going up to the uh, uh, Cubs and Cousins event at Space City. I'll hook it back up again and take some stuff out. So where's the Space City Club? Katy. Katy? Katy, Texas. Texas. Uh, East West, Test- West Texas. West yeah. Houston, excuse me. West Texas. Texas. Ooh, yeah.
2: It's, it's <laughs> north of SCOBY and south of Northwest RC. <laughs> yeah. There you
1: go. It's in Lee's neck of the woods.
0: So, are
2: you going as well, Lee? I am not. I have other arrangements that weekend.
0: Hmm. Hey, it's a three-day weekend coming up.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yes, and my wife has planned it out for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, um, I thought I'd mention I'm going on on vacation in a couple of weeks. Yeah? And the reason I mention it, because I have a reason, Uh, one, I'm going to Small Steps again. Okay, and... Arkansas 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 Arkansas
2: with the trailer
1: no not with the trailer oh. <laughs> no not this time maybe we'll get a bit vehicle but I, um, I don't really need it it's small steps all the planes are tiny I could pack a dozen planes in the car and not without a sweat
2: okay yet we still drove there with a suburban and a trailer when we went
1: <laughs> <laughs> we took a trailer <laughs> oh yeah we did it's right yeah, yes yeah, yes because yeah, they got banged one. up yeah, well that's two people
2: don't you remember the hangar rash?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real careful about that now. Uh, but I'm also going, I don't think I told you, Lee, I'm going to Reno, Nevada, after I come back from Small Steps. Uh, not to go to a... Per- <laughs>
2: Sorry, you know Texas is between those two, right? So you're. it's not really after... I mean, you're going through Texas all the way to Nevada?
1: No, 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 I'm going to come back and then fly to Nevada. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Uh, going out there with the family. We have some family out there. I've never been out there. And the reason I mentioned on the show is if anybody's listening uh, and you got any suggestions of things to do out in Reno, let me know. <laughs> it doesn't look like there's a whole lot out there. Airplane related things? Uh, anything, things. really. Go Airplane Good places. Plastic to eat. model shops. Uh, I mean, I'll look for hobby stores. We may take a, a jaunt. We're, t- we're planning on taking a jaunt out to the San Francisco area at some point. So that uh-huh. seems relatively close and uh, Lake Tahoe huh. but if anybody's knows of a I like to I think there's a modeling event going on somewhere right over the border in California uh, during the time I'm there so I'm gonna see if I can check that out RC model some flying of some sort huh. uh, but if you know of a good hobby store or or even if it's not hobby related something just if you go to that area that you have to see uh, send us a note. Uh was it? Contact at rcroundtable dot com. That's it. All right, I remembered. Ding ding. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So anybody, if anybody's out there too that's listening to the show, that's there, maybe you can meet up and say hello.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you let me know, I'll bring you a sticker.
0: Invite Fitz to your basement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do they have basements out there?
2: I don't know well, I've I've skied in Lake Tahoe it's very very pretty there so
1: is it yeah. uh, I heard good things about it I don't hmm. think we'll be in skiing season but uh, uh, anyways so there we go um I think that's it for me
0: Lee did you talk about your road trip
2: I'm going on a road trip is that what you wanted me to talk about
0: well, yeah, I know you had mentioned Oshkosh, but I couldn't remember if you talked about all your other stops.
2: In two weeks, I am taking the boys up to Indiana. We're going to the AMA headquarters. I have registered the boys for Camp AMA. And we'll also check out the awesome National Model Aviation Museum they have there. And I'll I'll work. <laughs> I've, I've been assigned to do some work while I'm there, but I'm actually going to do some... Uh, splitting my time between camp ama and the office uh, again i'd love to meet everybody and, and sit down and, and you know see what we can do together to promote everything that's happening in the next few uh, weeks few months and then from there we're going to drive to dayton to go to the air force museum and then
0: that's going to be cool you
1: know, oh yeah yeah and then that's gonna take a couple of days you'd actually if you can.
2: what we pre- what we've decided to do is we're going to drive to Dayton after Camp AMA, spend the night and then get in the hotel's right next to the museum so we'll go there first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and spend several hours there and maybe catch up with Terry Dunn in Ohio in your what – what's that town not Cleveland what's the the town f- closer to uh, Canton? Canton, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's um between three and four hours f- from me, and I'd drive that far to see you. Aww. <laughs> uh, so, um, also put this on your radar. Uh, it sounds like your Air Force Museum visit is going to be a whirlwind. I've never been there, but it's on my bucket list. Um, but right outside the gates is Radical RC. And I've That's never right. been there either.
1: Yeah, you got to stop by Radical. It's a neat shop.
2: Dang, I might have to do a live show there.
1: It's really neat. Just make sure check the hours. He's got, I think he's got weird hours. Well, my the only
2: the only day I have for the museum is Sunday, so it may not be open. He may not be open. Yeah, unless he's open late at night Saturday, because we're leaving uh, Muncie in the afternoon to drive to Dayton, get into our hotel, Hmm. all that jazz. I'll yeah, put it down. I'll I'll see if I can do it. And who else was I supposed to meet up there? Was it Adam? Is Adam the one who's at uh, Dayton? Is
1: Adam Dayton? or
0: Joshua?
2: No. Well, Brett Becker lives there. No. Oh.
0: In the area, somewhere.
2: Yeah, I feel bad. I completely forgot. I'm talking about going to the museum and someone who lives in Dayton, so.
1: <laughs> lives in Dayton. <laughs> well, if they're listening to the show, let them let Lee know who you oh, are, so they can gonna... remember you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it personally. <laughs> They'll say, but I've been texting you, Lee. We we talked for hours about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Radical RC is open Monday through Friday, 10 to
1: 5. Cool. Is it open on Saturday?
0: Uh, It doesn't look like
1: it. Okay. I must have gone during a week then when I went.
0: And maybe it's changed since then. Yeah. So my um, airplane, airplane used to be hanging up there, but it's not anymore. I don't think. Mm-hmm. the movie airplane airplane
1: oh oh the the one tied in a knot really that's yeah. where it ended up
0: yeah i remember i gave it to a guy when we left uh, e and yeah. he worked for radical at the time
1: oh okay that i didn't know i knew you yeah. gave it away but i realized it was related to radical oh yeah cool
0: so anyway small world so lee that sounds like a fun trip lots of airplanes and airplane accessories
2: lots of driving and driving. Yeah.
0: Oh, but with your gimpy, with arm. My gimpy arm. So,
2: yep.
0: how's that coming along, there, buddy?
2: What were the expletives Terry uh, Fitz used for his trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow some of those uh, Fitz?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, sailor.
2: Can you share them? Share them with Terry, please.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> so you should have got a Tesla. It has autopilot, right?
2: <laughs> correct. Well, yeah.
1: yeah. Cadillac actually, Cadillac apparently has a really good autopilot.
2: Hmm. No, no, thank. You. I think.
1: Uh, hey,
0: and. Yeah, just go get an Escalade. Yeah, there you go. With autopilot, you'll be all set. Anyway. Anyway. So, answer the question. How are you doing? Uh, same. Have you done any flying? Did you fly at Roundtop? Oh, I did. I yes.
2: did. I had the I had my sling on, and I was able to. You know, I was holding the transmitter with my left hand, so I kind of just relaxed the transmitter on my right hand does that make sense so all the weight was in my left hand but i know i did i flew my little champ s plus no 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 was it my s plus yeah i'm sorry was it, it was my champ s plus it was a umx something yeah okay was it champ yes okay. so i flew that and austin was chasing me with this little new quad that he got <laughs> and uh uh-huh. that was the one flight i got in i was oh i, I flew my timber no, I flew my Timber X, too.
1: That's I thought it was a Timber. Yeah. That's when we said... Yeah, so yeah.
2: I went to the flight line when they took a break from the one of the Warber gaggles and flew my Timber X for a few minutes. Um, that went pretty good.
0: So, remind me, your right hand is... You're right-handed, and it's your right hand that's in the sling. Yep. Right arm. Yep. Okay, so... But you were using both hands to fly. Yep. Okay.
2: But, I mean, there's... And it works. There's no way I could have held it without the sling, though.
0: All the connections are still there,
2: <laughs> thankfully, yes, yeah, so yeah, my thumb my thumb moves because I'm a thumb guy but yeah. let's let's lead up to the next conversation. My buddy Terry, knowing that I'm handicapped, <laughs> he sent me he sent me a tray handy capable handy capable yeah, I am now i'm handy capable now, <laughs> Terry sent me a little tray that he had who who makes this thing prop uh, I don't
0: know it's there's a sticker on there. Here, read me the name. I'll see if they're still It around. says
2: ProPad for this Saber 6. But it's a little, excuse me, that was my chair breaking. Uh, a <laughs> little pixie glass tray that has a little neck strap on it. And I just put my DX8 on it today and feels pretty good. I think I'll still need the sling, but I think it kind of evens out the weight better.
0: Yeah, so with that transmitter tray... You look very German now, yeah? Yeah, European.
2: No, I need I uh, how, no. They, their, trays, their trays, are like the size of a like a serving tray, <laughs> and their radios are also bigger and flat,
0: <laughs> very boxy. At the popcorn vendors at the baseball game, they a <laughs> that's it. Tray. That's yeah. it, like a cigar tray.
2: <laughs> cigar, cigarettes coming in hot. <laughs>
1: There's a club member my in my club that flies a lot with transmitter trays. Mike. And of course, it's one of the ones that asked me to fly his plane sometimes, and it's always weird oh, flying my. it with a tray.
0: Well, I'll tell yeah, you. I think it's weird even when people have straps because I never use a strap. They give me a transmitter with a strap. I'm like, eh, sorry, I got to take this off.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had an incident where my I had a strap and like I got moved or something, and then the transmitter went all freaky on me. I slipped out of my hand, and then you know throttles were increased and yada yada. So <laughs> right. yeah, I don't trust straps. But Snagged I can I can see where people who are pinchers where the trays are helpful. If you're a thumb guy, a tray doesn't feel very good. But as a pincher, because I could sit and rest my the side of my hand on that little platform, I can mm. see where that's a lot easier. And you're a pincher, aren't yeah. you, Fitz?
1: I am. I'm a pincher, but trays still are disconcerting to me, so yeah, but <laughs> they offend you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good at gripping the transmitter and pinching, so I'm All dual right. purpose. I got you. But it, it, you know, it's his own, and it sounds like a good solution for you, to, at least to I take hope so. the weight off. And thank you, Terry, yeah.
0: for shipping it to me at no charge. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I got that in a lot that I bought at some point, and I just kind of discarded it or dismissed it. But I tried it on when I was seeing if it would fit the Spectrum stuff that I have, and it was actually pretty comfortable. I'm like, oh, this is not so bad. I can kind of see the allure of it. So, yeah, I hope it works out for you and get you some more flying time.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. So tell me again the name of it, because I was trying to search, and I didn't find anything. There are some places out there that make transmitter trays and various contraptions, but...
2: Well, it says Propad. What, one word or two? Two. P-R-O-P-A-D.
0: That's pretty generic. Saber 6? Uh,
2: It says for the Saber 6. But oh, stand full, by. Let me see if I can reach over there and flip it over, see if there's another tag.
0: Maybe it's from... No, it's not it. I see lots of pro grips. But, so. Anyway, I think this thing is, is not very new. All the other stuff that I got in that lot was from... Oh gosh, probably the mid to late 80s, so okay. I would mm. guess that this is from the same era.
2: Well, it says Sabre 6 transmitter holder. That's it. Just a couple of that pieces was... of plexiglass and a couple of bolts and a strap. Oh,
0: Yeah, it's very simple, but it seems well-balanced and useful. So, yeah, have fun with it.
2: I'm probably going to need it for plywood overcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. So what are your plans with that, Lee? What are you gonna to do to plan with You just
2: I'm gonna put it on a grand scheme for it? And then in a year or two you're gonna find it in your garage and you're not gonna know how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call your wife and say hey hey i know he's at work but can i drop something off that he left at my house and She'll never, never be wiser <laughs> uh, no it'll be like that gift they do there's like that those brothers who kept sending themselves a gift and it was a coffee can one year that it was a they mailed it and then like finally someone like wrapped it in a can stuck it in a glove compartment put it in a car and then had the whole car sunk in Cement <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and delivered. <laughs> so that that's gonna that's it. Plywood overcast will be that air. That little uh, <laughs> it'll
1: don't just put disappear my airplane in concrete. Gift exchange. Yeah, gift exchange from hell. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's heavy enough already. It doesn't need any concrete.
1: <laughs> well, that'd be it cool. Need it'd be, a
0: hard candy shell. Yeah.
1: I well, it'd be neat to see it in the flesh. We should all
2: anyways. have our hands flying it. So maybe <laughs> you know it. It would pass for the giant. <laughs> the giant event to the yeah, rooftop. Yeah. Um yeah, and then it's uh, a
0: conversation piece.
2: And then maybe either we do a big giveaway or we we sell it for like a a, a donation, you know, to raise money or something.
0: <laughs> well hold on now. What are you are talking about selling it. For you don't sell plywood raising for, no, we,
2: as long as we all get our hands to fly it, we can pass it on pay it forward when
0: we're done with it we have a bonfire
2: (laughs) there you
1: go so so somehow i have to
0: find a way to get it back to you
1: (laughs) yeah there you go
0: no i'm done with it i'm good i've i've brought it back to life i've flown it a few times it's fun i took the neat and got to talk about it a lot and now it's time for it to grace another part of the country
2: maybe maybe i can talk to the guys at the museum. (laughs) <laughs> see if we can find a place. the AMA museum <laughs> see if we can find a, yeah there you go a section for models that should never fly <laughs> so, you never know that's our mission yeah, take it to Texas <laughs> and fly it
0: until you're tired of flying it and then I don't know we'll talk about it then oh gosh Okay. but you're gonna love it
2: <laughs> where am I gonna put it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, almost bust out on another Christmas vacation quote there, but I decided to keep it
1: nice.
2: All right, Fitz, we've been hammering for quite a while. Is it time to wrap this up and put a bow on it?
1: It's time to wrap it up. We are done. We're out of topics. And whoever's still left awake <laughs> probably wants to gnaw their arm off to escape. <laughs> so, <laughs> Our last show was two hours, so it
0: feels like we're right in the middle of it now.
1: Did we get any hate mail for that? No, yeah. Oh, so see, maybe, there's, maybe that's encouraging.
0: huh, maybe.
1: All right, well, hey, anyways, uh, I got stuff to do anyways. I got to go back and play on a computer anyway, so thanks, everybody, for joining us on Yet Once Again, uh, the RC Roundtable. Not so live this time, but hey, t- take All what right. you can get. It was
2: yeah. it
1: <laughs> was lively. Lively, that's it. The lively episode. It's better uh, than deadly. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, hopefully we got some... Uh, Terry, you got anything coming up this weekend for flying-wise?
0: Um, no, the, they're having a Warbird event at Edgewater Airpark for uh, flight test, home field, all that. Um, I may find a way to get there. I'm not sure yet. Um, the schedule is very fluid at this point, mm-hmm. and the weather forecast, at least in my area, is kind of questionable, so... I'm gonna keep an eye on that and see what I can work out and I'd like to go there if I could. But that's all, right. all that I
1: have. Well here it looks like it's drying out a bit, so it should be good weather this weekend. For right. flying. Unfortunately for... we can't participate.
2: But... <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'll be I'll be doing a lot of flying in a couple of weeks, so I'll make up for it.
1: Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, you're going to the flying Mecca, so Yeah, I've never I seen guess... IAC.
2: And I've had some nice comments from people because I've mentioned it on my personal Facebook page, Raviation, that I was going and a couple people said, you're going to love it. And the museum, to me, is I can't wait to do uh, either some interviews or take a lot of photos like UFITS and, you know, do a little, you know, summary. But that, that museum is incredible. I don't think enough people, enough AMA members know about it. And it's, you know, someone the other day complained to me about, you know, what are we getting for our money? Well, I'll tell you, the AMA is doing the best job possible to keep model aviation history alive. And that museum has a lot of gems. And someday it might have plywood overcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Their
0: <laughs> the credibility would come down a couple of notches when that happens. Hey,
2: they're all going to Kids are going to I know that plane. It's RC Roundtable Gang. <laughs> uh, all right, just... <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm i'm looking forward to that so
1: you got to take a picture I'm going tell you offline about the uh the thing we donated from our club when one of our members passed away he donated the rocket that's
2: right plane. yeah right, the right. multi-engine rocket
1: yeah i like to see how they they displayed it
0: well i also do you know if it's on display yet
2: i do not i have no idea but, but i'll yeah, do that research know. and i'll also do that research for you terry you know what i'm talking about kid
1: Winkety, winkety. Okay. Week, wink. <laughs> week, nod, nod. Yeah, say no more. All right. On that note, let's uh, week, week, nod, nod ourselves out of here. Got any last words?
2: Thanks for listening. No. Yeah,
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brevity is not quite our. All right. In that case, see you guys later. We'll see you next time. See ya.